I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. I want to talk to you today about the magic question you should always ask a prospective client on an initial discovery call. Now, many, many designers ask me this, like, what are your questions? What should you talk about? You really want to find out what their project's about. But often when that call starts, the first thing they start with is, what's your hourly rate and what's your markup? Now, if somebody does that, you can very neatly dance around it by saying, I don't work on an hourly basis. I work on a fee basis based on what your project is. So I'd be happy to talk about that, but tell me more about your project first. Okay, you just flipped it right back over them and then just start asking questions for everything they say. Ask the next question. Okay, and go deeper and deeper and deeper into what they're going on. You want to give them the feeling that you're really listening to what's going on. The other thing is that you're looking for in this explanation of what they want to do is what is the pain point? Because there is one. They wouldn't be calling you if they could solve this themselves. So what is it that they can't do? What is it that they're trying to accomplish that that needs your help? You know, it could be that the kitchen's falling down. Well, there's a lot of, you know, we've had that. The boxes, you know, the drawer boxes fall apart in the kitchen. We've all had that probably in our first apartment, that kind of thing. Well, that could be what they're struggling with. And having empathy for that is going to create that connection to that client, which is really important. So it could be any number of things. It could be that they can't entertain in their house because it looks like grad school and they need to impress clients. Or they want to be able to have their whole family over and they can't because they don't, A, have the kitchen for it or the dining room for it or any way to management. Or, you know, the kids don't have a place to study or, you know, they're working off the dining room table or any, you know, any of those things that are going on is that's what you're looking for is that pain point and you want to talk about it and talk about all the things that that particular problem causes them. Okay. It's getting deeper into that. And that's going to, that's going to pay off for you later on because that's really when you have to establish value. That's when, that's when you can really find that, that's those kinds of things useful. So what do they want to do? Where do they live? Where's the project? You know, what do they intend to spend on it? You may get an answer there. You may not. Doesn't matter really. You want to just keep going until you kind of run out of questions to ask about what they're doing. And then it's your turn to tell them how you work. Okay, this is a really important turning point in this. Okay, and you can start with, well, this is how I work. We always begin with a paid working first appointment. Now, during this appointment, and it can cost $3.95, $2.95, $4.95, depends on where you're at. It's not one hour of time. 
Okay. Let me just say that it's a one-off appointment. It takes you more than an hour of spent time to get there. It interrupts your day, obviously. So it needs to be worthwhile. And this paid appointment is really important because, because you need to teach them to buy from you. And you can't really go from being free on a first appointment to, you know, a big fee or a big project on the other end, just, just on a one-off. You've got to have some pieces in between. So think of it this way. If you call the plumber to your house to, to figure out why the sink won't drain, um, he's going to charge you $150 just to get there, just for his trip charge, whether he fixes the sink or not. Okay. You have to be more expensive than the plumber. You have to be because your ideal client and where you're going is much at a high, much higher level. So you've got to begin that way. Well, just a little sidebar about the plumber, but it's, re it's actually really, really important. Now, what you're going to do is make an offer to this client for an hour to an hour and a half working appointment where you will come over and you will work on their project with them and you will get them into whatever the next steps are. Okay. And this is how I work. I always start with a, a paid working appointment. This costs $2.95. Um, it's up to an hour and a half. You can ask all the questions you want. I will be completely open and answer everything. And then you want to get a little deeper and talk about what you can accomplish in this call. Now, you want to make sure that you're really clear that they will get benefit out of that call. Right. But, but in this, 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 this paid appointment or call, however you want to call it, it's, it's prepaid. Okay. Which means that when you book that appointment, you could take payment for that call on your website through your credit card availability by sending them, um, a date and a time that you agreed on and the invoice and they pay it on the credit card. Okay. It should be done that way. Prepaid. People are used to doing it. It's cool. All right. The other way to do it would be to walk in the door with an invoice in hand and put it on the counter and ask for it to be paid first. Okay. That's how the plumber would do it. Right. Which is okay. All right. But he gets paid. He gets the check written before he actually steps in and does anything because you can't show up at somebody's house that you don't know and then send them a bill later, you know, the next day or a week later or anything and expect to be paid. You won't. You don't know them. They don't have any allegiance to you. They don't, you know, their, their word is probably not so great. All right. So this is a prepaid kind of situation and you want to handle it that way. It's really, uh, it's really important to do that. Now, in this first appointment scenario, there is a, a caveat. All right. There's something else that could happen here. If, if you are getting these leads off the internet or, or, you know, something, something that's going on, on the internet that's, that's pulling these calls into you, then it's really, really important to do a paid first appointment. Absolutely. Absolutely do it. Okay. The exception to that would be that when you have a new lead or a new client coming in and that person is a referral from your favorite contractor or favorite architect or favorite high-end realtor, okay, who sends good clients to you, that is not a paid first appointment. That is a job interview. 
Okay. When, when one of your referral partners refers somebody into you, it's your job. Okay. Go over there and figure out what you, <laughs> what it is and make the offer to get into it. Okay. So the, I want you to know the difference between that. So what we're talking about is all the, those people that call you that, that you do all your Instagram for and your, your house listings and, and internet stuff and that sort of thing. This is where you use this piece because this is really where you have to turn a cold lead into a client and find out whether they're a client or not. So by offering them a paid first appointment for $295, $395, um, we have people as high as $800. Um, depends on where you are in your business and, and what kind of jobs you're taking on. But the point there is if somebody's not willing to pay you three or $400 to show up for an hour and a half to work on their job, they're not a client. Okay, it's pure and simple. It's like that clean. If they're not willing to pay you to do that, then move on. Okay, and that becomes the magic question, whether or not they'll step into that paid appointment. And if they do, great, you accept money for it and you set it up. Don't do it tomorrow, okay? Say, you know, you always want to say that you have a space maybe next week on Thursday, on the day that you're out any every day. So you don't want to instantly rush over there or you give them the idea that you're not busy and you're way too available. Think of it this way. If you called the doctor's office and you could get in today you would, or tomorrow morning, you would think there was something wrong with that guy, right? <laughs> because that just doesn't happen, okay? Don't let it happen in your business either, okay? You can control this and leaping and um, at every lead that comes in and being instantly there is not the way you turn it into a good job, okay? So remember that little piece. Now, know that when you're talking about this first appointment and you're explaining how you work, you want to explain what they're going to get out of this appointment, now, I want to warn you that it is not programming, okay? We're used to going over on a first appointment and going, okay, well, I'm going to hear all about what you want and I'm going to measure and photograph. Well, that is the beginning of your programming sequence. You're not in programming yet. You haven't been hired yet. You're in the middle of your selling sequence, okay? It's a different thing. And in order to do that, you have to give the client value. Now, when you think about it, you know, if you put yourself in the client's chair, you know, across from your desk and you said, well, I'm going to come measure and, and photograph and listen to all your ideas and stuff. They don't get any benefit out of that. That's all for you. That's your programming piece. Like you were just starting the job. You have to flip this around a bit so that they get benefit. So that that three or four hundred dollar appointment, whatever you're charging is, is useful to them and valuable and that they get good value out of it. So think about it. Okay. You need to sell this and you need to talk about the things you could accomplish. And you would want to talk about the things you could accomplish in relationship to what it is they said they wanted in the first place. So if somebody was struggling with, with being able to entertain, you know, gracefully in their house and they needed, essentially needed furniture and get that set up, you could go over there and, and have an hour and a half appointment about reworking the living room and the dining room, um, and figure out how how to rearrange it, figure out what you should keep, figure out what needs to go, figure out what needs to be purchased to pull this together, 
Okay, you could do that in an hour and a half. That would be a great piece moving them forward. And you know what you would have at the end of that hour and a half? You would you would know whether you are going to make an offer on a letter of agreement to finish this, to do the rug, the lamps, the window treatments, a couple of pillows that would match it, recover that chair and find two more and and, you know, put post chairs in the dining room and replace the chandelier uh, and paint those back walls or something like that. Whatever it is that you came up with in this hour and a half, you could offer as your letter of agreement, okay, of what it is you could do for them next. And with a little bit of, of thought, you can do a budget on the fly and actually have numbers connected to that and be able to make an offer for a fee right then and there to take it forward. Now, in an hour and a half, you should know whether this is a client or not just from talking to them, okay? Just from talking about stuff, right, if you pay attention. So it could be at the end of an hour and a half that you don't make an offer, that you can say, you know, this looks like a great project, it's going to be fabulous, but I don't think there's there's enough budget in here for me. Okay, and then you could send them to Home Depot or Calico Corners or wherever it is you're going to send them off to try to finish this themselves. And you have given them good value and you've gracefully said no to this job. Just like that. If you're saying yes to the job, you're going to make an offer. Right? You're going to make an offer of what you can do for them and how fabulous it's going to be. Now, this doesn't have to be just a furniture job. I mean, you could, on that paid first, it could be a paint selection for three rooms. Or you could do the beginnings of a remodel. They're talking about what you could actually do and what the ramifications of a remodel is. You know, people always say, well, how on earth would you start a remodel in, a, in an hour and a half appointment? Well, you could start talking about what happens when we take that wall out. Okay, the, um, the the engineering that's involved in that, the idea that not all walls can come out, <laughs> maybe they can just be partial, or maybe they don't. It doesn't happen at all. Maybe it's holding up two floors of the house, and it would take a an I beam the size of a bridge to do it. Um, you, you know, you can give them ideas about that, but you could be talking about the fact that if we did that, well, we'll ruin the floor, and we're going to have to redo the floor um, in between the two at the very least, and maybe the whole thing has to be refloored. Um, you can talk about the, the sight lines and what will happen there. You can talk about the lighting that would need to happen. You can explore all these things with the client that they don't know about. And so the idea is that they are a step ahead of where they were before and they know what they need to do next. So you could, you could go through the laundry list. Yeah, sometimes we call these laundry list clients. And to explain that, that's the, the client who calls you over because they want to remodel the bathroom, but actually they want something in every single room of their house. This, this one needs window coverings and this needs new bunk beds and this needs a bookcase and a built in and this one, you know, and, and you know, there's no way to capture your arms around that in one call. You know, that's kind of an exploratory agreement to get there, but you can move that forward too and start talking about, well, what is this? What's, what what are the costs of that involved? Okay, would be a great way to go after that and discuss what those could be. So the idea with this paid first appointment is that you're moving this job ahead for them. And then when you make the offer, you, you know, you can credit the cost of that first appointment into your letter of agreement fee. 
Okay, very easily because this is work that you would have done anyway, and just because they paid for it. So it's not, um, and you don't get paid less because of it. I mean, you figure out the fee and then credit that back in. It's really a wash. You add it on, you take it off. Okay, so you want to always have that little benefit out there that if, you know, they're going to go ahead and sign an agreement with you, that you'll credit this back. It just gives them a little more momentum and a little bit more push on your side, which is which is lovely. But you've got to be careful that that when you do this appointment that you don't do programming because they don't have a value. It doesn't it doesn't you know, it doesn't help them to do that. So it's really important. I, I know that the people who've struggled with this and had trouble uh, with people saying yes to their offer were people who are just offering programming. And programming helps you, not them. Okay, so you've got to come up with a part that helps them the most. It's really, really important that you put yourself in the client's seat, okay, and think about what this offer is in terms of what's coming at them. Okay, so when you talk about this appointment and all these things you can accomplish in this hour and a half and how much fun it is, okay, how much fun it is to work with a designer with your ideas and find out what works and what doesn't work and, and what, what is cost effective and what is not cost effective and, and, you know, talk about those kinds of things. It's really, it really, um, is easy to move things forward and, and help them with those ideas. You know, lots of, I can remember getting into kitchen remodel pieces where I was doing a little page first and people were talking, well, I want the sink over here and I want the stove over there and I need, you know, and we're talking about plumbing lines, <laughs> plumbing lines and concrete floors and, <laughs> and, and, uh, concrete cutting and that sort of thing. And I had this, that little thing <laughs> that throw out an idea and I go, yeah, that's great. That's a ka-ching. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know that. All right. And then you can talk about what those kind of things cost and is it worth it or not to do it. So when you're at that first appointment, you want to be really generous, very, very generous with your time and your information, okay? Now, I I, I don't want you to run more than an hour and a half. Um, I know you like to give value and you could do more, but you know what? That client's attention span doesn't last that long. If you can do an hour or an hour and a half with them and have them paying attention and absorbing everything, you're doing really well, okay? I realize that you and I could do all, go all day, right? We could, we could do design all day and never burn out. They're going to burn up pretty quickly. So you want to make it short enough that, that, that you don't fill them too full, that they actually can absorb all the things that you're doing. Now, it's important to teach people to buy from you. This is one of the first things that I learned when I was learning marketing and selling and how how you actually develop offers for things is that people don't go from zero to a hundred instantly. They need a path to follow with a little bit at a time. So this paid first appointment is a really good way to get people used to buying from you because generally once they've bought from you, they will buy more. Okay. It is just human nature to do that. So you want to take advantage of that and do it that way. You don't want to go from zero to a hundred in one fell loop. You want to go from zero to 10 to 50 to a hundred percent of what the job is. Okay. And you will do that slowly by building relationship with them and showing your value. Okay. So you're, you're essentially teaching them to, to buy from you. 
Very, very important. Now, something I want to point out about these first appointments, and this is really into the selling process. This is kind of your marketing got them to call you. This is the sales process. It's a system by which you can step into jobs and have people be comfortable and you know what you're doing and feel confident about it. So one of the things that needs to happen here, no matter what, is that there is no homework in one of these first appointments, okay? There is no homework at all. You do not take notes and send them back a written list of what you talked about. Do not do that, okay? It is not something, well, I'm going to go look up this information and send it to you, something about the chair they wanted or that sort of thing. If you do that, they're not going to hire you. Why? Because they've already got you for free, and you have one more thing you have to do from them, and then once you've done that, you've lost the moment where they would have hired you. Okay, so be really careful with that. I know that you all have generous hearts, that you really enjoy helping people, and that you want to give them things. And, and it seems like <laughs> that giving them more would make them like you more and want to hire you more, but actually it doesn't. It works against you. So you have to remember that that these places that we come from in the heart where we're helping people is really based around how we're raised to to help people and, and keep our families happy. I mean, we we are raised to keep people happy, do what you need to do, extend yourself, don't think of yourself, all of those kind of messages that we had as little kids growing up kick into play here and to impress people, we'll often give them way more than we should to show that we're a giving person. But what happens in business when you do that is the opposite of what happens in family is that people take advantage of you, okay? And they don't see your value because you're giving yourself away. You've actually reduced your value by doing that. So these first appointments are just the appointment. It's just what you can do right then and there. Um, it doesn't ever have homework, ever, ever have homework unless it's a letter of agreement to hire you. Okay, this is a hard and fast rule, and I don't have a lot of hard and fast rules, but this one's one of them. Is is just don't don't do don't do that extra give at the end, or you'll lose your advantage of where you could sell the job. You postponed it, and then the emergency or the urgency to have more of you isn't there anymore. So the idea here is that you give freely during this appointment. You blow them away with everything you can do. I mean, they, they love you. They want you back. If they can afford you, they're going to hire you. If they don't, they don't. It's okay. You just move forward. Because what we want to avoid here is that scenario with, that you've all been doing, and I did too for many years, is you'd go visit a, a client for free and you'd talk about the job and you say, okay, I'll figure out a letter of agreement, what it would cost to do this. And so you go home and you figure all that out and you make another appointment to come back to them and, and present this letter of agreement and they faint and fall on the floor and that's the end of that. The reality then is you didn't make just one one trip over there. You made two trips over there, plus the time it took to figure out the letter of agreement and write the letter of agreement. So you end up with this like six-hour block invested in somebody that isn't going to go anywhere. Okay? And that's what that's where your time's going. That's where you're getting gobbled in time and not getting paid is because of, of 
of that right there. That, that, that piece, okay? That scenario where, you know, you go away, come back, that sort of thing, you lost the moment, the magic moment when they would have said yes. And, you know, they no longer have the warm, fuzzy memory of you being there and working with you and telling them all these answers and playing design with them and all that yummy stuff. You know, that's kind of worn off and maybe in memory, but it's not right in front of him like it was when you just did that. And so you've lost your moment when they're most likely to hire you. Okay. So you want to make, make sure that you, you don't give yourself away, that this, this one and a half hour appointment, you give freely, you give them everything. You do not take notes for them. You could tell them, you know, be sure to have your yellow pad and make notes. Have your questions ready for me because I'm going to answer them all. Okay. I'm going to tell you everything. I know if the, they will be thrilled with this appointment if you set it up properly. And then at the end, you make the offer to go forward. Okay, knowing full well that it's a real client because, yes, all these things need to be done and no, they don't have time to do it. And yes, the budget is there to do it. Okay, and it's it's easy peasy, right? You could call out a fee and walk out the door with a check for the deposit on it in one appointment. Okay, not six, eight hours later after you put all that work in it. All right. So, <laughs> so to review all this, okay, this is about, about the magic question you should ask a prospective client on an initial discovery call. And that is, this is how I work. You know, I do a paid first appointment. It's $2.95. We'll get into your living room and dining room and we'll figure out what you need to do, what you need to get rid of, what you need to keep. Let's rearrange it. Let's figure out those pieces. We can even figure out what it'll cost to do it. All right. And then you've given them a great deal of value to say yes to on that first appointment. And you get to learn all about them. So the magic question is, I can be, let's see, I could do this hour and a half um, appointment, uh, working appointment with you next Thursday at four o'clock or Friday at 10, which works best for you. Okay. Now, Pay attention to what I did there because instead of just saying, do you want to do it? I assumed that they want to do it and showed when I'm available. And it's not tomorrow, but I could do it here or here. Okay. And they may say, Oh yeah, I'd love to do it, but you know, I can't make it at four. Could you make four thirty? Perfect. Sure can. And I will send you an invoice for that through the, through the email. Let me get your email down. So we get that. We'll get that. Just go ahead and pay that. And I will see you next Thursday at four thirty. Just like that, that clean. Okay. That's how you start stepping into jobs. So remember that you do have to sell it. You have to sell the advantages, what they're going to get on this call. Okay. And it's not programming. All right. And that's the hardest piece because that, oh, that whole thing has been pounded into our brains in design school. Right. It's, and, and, and it's, it's a perfect process for designing. It is not the process for, for selling yourself into a job. Okay. You're not into design yet. You're in the selling process. So remember that it's being very, very important. Find out what the pain points are. You know what they're struggling with because you need to know that because that's what you're going to, you're going to focus on. Be totally generous with your advice. Don't hold back. Okay. I know when we were doing hourly stuff and trying to get hired that way. I mean, I did that for years. I got pretty good at it. I could get hired without actually telling anybody anything, <laughs> but it's really um, kind of evasive and not the way you want to start. I'd much rather start by giving them freely, 
you know, and being paid, right? Because that's the way I want that job to go. And then remember, there's no homework on a first appointment. It is just a first appointment. That's it. You have to stop and not give them any more because you need to leave them wanting more of you. Okay? So I know you can do that. And I know when you do it, it's going to be hugely successful. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're learning, head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com and book a clarity call. This is the perfect way to chat with one of our coaches about where you are in your business and what your next best step needs to be to make your design business profitable and enjoyable. As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. So until next week, Design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth.